The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Intrust Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house today, E-Fiber Dynamics. That's right, friends. We are here with Darren Teeter. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Yes, we're excited to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Darren Teeter. I own and steward a business called Fiber Dynamics here in Wichita. We've been in business about, let's see, going on 32 wow. years here. Whoa, 32. Yeah, yeah. And we specialize in designing and building advanced composite structures, primarily in the aerospace and defense industries. We've been exposed to a lot of different industries, but most of the products we make are things like very complex wind tunnel blades for 400,000 horsepower wind tunnels, uh, propeller blades, landing gear, do some local composites work for Textron, but most of our customers are across the nation. That is awesome. Impressive. So 32 years, and just maybe so the listeners can understand, composite, what does composite work? Isn't that just material, the type of material when you combine stuff together? Or Yeah, that's correct. We're dealing, you know, think like carbon fiber type materials and things you're seeing a lot, pretty commonplace at this point in the game, but focusing more on structural type applications. There's a lot in sporting goods and all, and we certainly had a stint at that, doing bicycle parts and all, but uh, we specialize in a bit of a unique process. We're more kind of an injection molding type process, mm -hmm. but to make very structural complex parts. So you've been doing this for 32 years, which means like you started this at like five years old. But it was, you know, before I was old enough to know any better, you know, no, no, it wasn't possible. I would have been about 20, like 28, something like that when I started. So yeah, but yeah, I'll be turning 60 here pretty soon. So oh, wow. that's it. Okay. What made you decide to get into this industry? You know, I've always been pretty hardwired to be entrepreneurial and, and I've always had a passion for things that go fast and supercars and things like that. That was kind of my passion that maybe initially led me into this. You know, my path was, I feel like was pretty well guided and I had been introduced to composites in a small aircraft mod shop that I worked at in my hometown of Johnson City, Kansas, out west, way out west. Johnson almost, City, Johnson Kansas. City, yeah. Kansas. Where's like, that at? It's almost on the Colorado line due west to here. Being, a, being kind of a nerd and uh, engineering geek, you know, it wasn't, it was a challenging environment to we tend to be pretty resourceful and learn to be resourceful growing up on a farm and but uh, being introduced in composites out 
actually out there and then getting a job at Beach Aircraft uh, as a composites metal bond analyst on the Starship program. Learned a lot there. Then I had an opportunity to be the composites lab manager at National Institute for Aviation Research. Oh, yeah. And that's before they're that's when it was just starting up. So that's before the building and all that. So I think I was the first full-time non-faculty employee at At NIAR. NIAR. There may have been some others, but at least in the composites lab, I was. So out there, I was exposed to a lot of different manufacturing processes and a lot more about the industry and thought it would be a good idea to to jump off the deep end and quit my job with a, a new baby and (laughs) <laughs> my, my new wife and a new house. And, well, but, I mean, what a, that's the best time to yeah. do it. <laughs> $13,000 in the bank. You oh, know? No, that is, yeah, that's, yeah, can that's, you imagine? But that's what yeah. you have to do. And it paid off in spades. Right. It's been a challenge. I mean, there's been plenty of near bankruptcy experiences, mm-hmm. you know, mostly due to my own inexperience and learning things the hard way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Lord's been good to me. So that's all I can say. 32 years. Yeah. Wow. That's a testimony right it there. It is. Really? It is. Thank you. You kind of mentioned it about everything, $13,000 in the bank, new wife, new kid, but yet you jumped into the entrepreneurial waters. What made you say, this is it, despite I got this going on, but this is what I need to do now? Just, you know, maybe I was just too impetuous and again, too dumb to know any better, but I was just hardwired to do this. This is what I'm passionate about is the creativeness, Passion. the inventiveness, and I felt like that was the, I wasn't going to be able to achieve that on a, with the corporate constraints. And little did I realize that how constraining owning your own business really is. And, you know, I think the biggest surprise is that just now feel like I'm getting to the point where I thought it would have been in, in less than 10 years. So, you know, the great things you want to do, but the reality is you have to be, you have to be good at almost everything, especially until you really build, are able to build that team that can start shouldering a lot of the loads. So you got to be good at HR. You got to yep. be good at finance. You got to, you know, you got all everything. the other aspects of yeah. running a business compliance, everything else is really overwhelming. So it can be very discouraging to not be able to realize your passion in business because of all the other things that are involved. So it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a thing. And it's a great story. And I mean, I'm glad our listeners can hear it from you. I mean, you're telling yeah. it like it is. And uh, so let's talk about this team. Well, let's talk about your company, Fiber Dynamics. How many folks you got? Let's see. We're, I think we had four more start yesterday. So that's good. We are, so we're at about 75-ish somewhere in wow. that, that uh, range. 75 employees? That's huge. Yeah, which is. Oh, oh my God. That's huge. A far cry again from where I thought we would be. That is amazing. The great team. Wow, 75 employees. So what kind of culture are you trying to have at your business? I mean, you got 75 different individuals. And that's the hardest thing. To to me, really, my mission is really to serve God and serve people. Okay. So the people are really the only thing that are going to last. You know, the only thing that you can take with you, I guess, so to speak. But uh, all the rest of it's gone. So, you know, if people are really the most important thing, how do you build that culture and, uh, you know, really serving others is really the main tenet of our core value. And, you know, the other ones like in integrity, humility, innovation, fulfillment, continuous improvement. Part of it, I think a big one there is fulfillment. How do you create an environment, a job, and more than just a job, I mean, a family experience, a work environment, and a path to understanding how your job can be 
get you to to your dream. I guess I'm inspired a bit by one of the books. Remember, it's Matthew Kelly or not the Dream Manager. Hmm. Might have been Timothy dream Keller. Dream Manager. Yeah, the Dream Manager, but all about how you know it's so many of us. We maybe thought we were going to be a an astronaut or a NFL football player or something, and those dreams. And then you end up getting a job, and you end up kind of stuck in a rut, and you mm-hmm. just you're living paycheck to paycheck and everything, but. How can you help people realize that job is a path to, you know, help them dream again? How can you help people inspire them to, and not inspire, but I mean, it takes a dedicated effort and we're not there yet, but, and that's kind of the point of a dream manager, I guess, is having someone who's kind of life coach, being a life coach to them, helping them understand, what would you like to do? Start with something small. Is it getting out of debt? Is it buying a house? Is it putting your kids through school? Maybe it's just taking a vacation. Maybe it's off to another career path or something that you really do want you to do. Your... How, how is this job a way to achieve that, you know? And how does it have purpose and meaning? So Wow. So that's kind of the path that we're striving is, and those are our internal customers. And I do think of them as customers we're here to serve. And then our external customers too. We're all out to serve them too, so. Well, I think I know how I see success as an entrepreneur with you. I mean, 32 years, 75 folks are depending on you and your business acumen to fund, I mean, fund their living. How do you define success as well, an entrepreneur? It, it, again, it is the people. People are the most important thing. So being successful with people is also, that's the hardest thing to do. And I am one. I know how difficult I am. Tonight. <laughs> 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 so... And, you know, I acknowledge we failed miserably on so many occasions, but you just, you know, you get up, you dust off and you just keep trying to build a better system and build to build that culture. And, you know, you just can't let it get to you. You just got to get up and do your job. Wow. This is good info for owners or folks who want to hang their own shingle. Yeah, I agree. I was just trying to go back. You mentioned, you know, building a culture and vacation. You let your employees take that because Don won't let me what? take a vacation. And I'm just trying to have you <laughs> give him some words of inspiration. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, you know, I'd, we've been able to reduce turnover. I think we run about 35% a quarter down to, I think we're sitting around 6% or something. Oh, wow. Right? But really the team we've got has done a fantastic job of helping me to realize some things I just couldn't figure out on my own. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're doing is, you mentioned time off, we keep in increasing benefits. And of course, in this environment, it's a, it's challenging. You've got to increase right, right. pay. you got to, how do you do that? You know, you have to move up the food chain a bit and you have to make more money to be able to provide those benefits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're trying to achieve that from the top end, but mm-hmm. at the bottom end, things we were able to do that I think have been really instrumental are going to a four-day work week, four tens for production workers. They well, they cool. really have appreciated, you know, having that, not have, I mean, that working six or seven days a week mentality is just horrible. I don't think we've worked a, a Saturday now for a year. Wow. It's nice. been, it was April of That's last huge. year. That is big yeah. time. And, uh, you know, Friday becomes the new Saturday, but then that still enables to, and it's kind of every other Friday, it seems like we're, we've got a few people in and that type of thing. But, and then for salaried employees, that schedule didn't work because we kind of have to have the office manned and have some capability. So we've done like a 980. So every other Friday, half of the team has off. Okay. Nice. So they work a few extra hours during the week and get it done. But then we keep, we're adding more 
more paid time off and things like that where we can, more benefit, just improving benefits all the way around. It's kind of what you got to do. And our recruitment, our retention and everything has really skyrocketed. And that's awesome. That, you know, that's really important because yes. people are trying to figure out how do you get that work-life balance and how do you get that employee satisfaction, right, mm-hmm. so that they can feel empowered and happy while they're at work and not burnt out when they get to their families. Right. Right. The culture, you know, you can't have an environment with just a lot of yelling and screaming and all that. I mean, it really has to be a very patient, educational, thoughtful process where you're really you have managers that care about people. Well, friends, we're going to go hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back to hear more from Darren and Fiber Dynamics. At Evergy, seeing energy differently starts with thinking differently about its impact and then committing to doing better every day. As we continue to expand our investment in renewable resources, capturing more wind, gathering more sunshine, we're able to generate power that's cleaner and provide it to you more affordably. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Darren Teeter and Fiber Dynamics, just learning a little bit more about his story. And it has been fascinating. He took the leap of faith and opened his own business, you know, and that's really awesome. So from Western Kansas to Wichita, and now you decided to open up your business and stay in Wichita. Why Wichita? When I was leaving my hometown and trying to uh, get into engineering, I I think I was I was lured more towards the the mountains, being about midway between Wichita and mm-hmm. Colorado Springs mm-hmm. area and, mm-hmm. and all. But it was just, I would just say my footsteps were guided to here. And fortunately, so, you know, this has been a fantastic community. The aerospace environment, the opportunity to learn the things I have has been amazing. But the people here are fantastic. I get to travel a lot of different places. Some of them have really nice weather and, you know, more exotic and that right. type of thing. But when you talk to the people, it's... Yeah, it's the same. It can either be a grind or a, a blessing. Just depends on what you really make it. So, but no, been very blessed to be here, and it's a great culture, great environment. Yeah. So Wichita, you know, you the work that you do, I would imagine the Wichita ecosystem has been pretty strong and helpful for you. Yeah, it's uh, we've been a little challenged. We're we've been tied pretty strong to general aviation for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and uh, that tends to run in a cycle up and down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Textron's been our primary customer for a long time and been fantastic to work with. And, you know, we're really honored to be blessed by that. But, but it is, it's a little challenging when you just about get on your feet and, you know, you're going strong, then there's another downturn. So getting diversified was, is very important struggle for us. But to do that, you'd have to develop the capacity to do it as well. Correct. So that's been the focus for a long time. And I think we, I feel like we've got that figured out now. We're, Good. you know, being on time with with our customers and even with a lot of supply chain and COVID issues and everything else. It's, you know, we've certainly had challenges, but we're working really hard to make that happen. And, and now I feel like we're 
very You're much there. diversified. Not exactly where we want to be, but we're Closer. working pretty well. Mm. So you better. diversified in what ways? When I started out initially, my first job, and I went like nine months without a paycheck, and then landed first customer, which was Rand's Aircraft in Hayes, Kansas. And Randy Schlitter out there was was very kind and generous and gave us, put food on the table for us and helped us out a lot. Wow. But we soon after that, we landed a deal with Cannondale Bicycles to develop a really complex bicycle component. Hmm. They said, great, we want a thousand a month. And I'm in a little 50 by 50 building out in Valley Center no capital or anything else. We put it together and got ramped up, built about 13,000 of those. I think we were the Entrepreneur Magazine. Oh, wow. 31st fastest growing business in America or something wow. like that. So we went from like $30,000 to $1.5 million, like fairly quick. And they said, when they asked you to do a thousand, tell me your answer said, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. No problem. I mean, how hard could it be? Right? How hard could it be? Oh, it was, yeah, it was hard. That's I, entrepreneurship 101. Yeah, we can do that. We had up to oh, 32 wow. people on three shifts, and I was working all up in this little building, and my wife was helping out. On, she was working, and she was helping out with the books and everything in the evenings. It was, it was crazy. But <laughs> so, and then one day that just stopped. So we went from. 95% of our customer base was with them. We were not well diversified. We then, working with Textron, you know, they've been 80, 90%, uh -huh. and that's had its ups and downs right. too. But we got into more military drone mm. space, General okay. Atomics. We've had a long history working with them on the Predator program, building landing gear and a lot of other components. But still our customer base, you could count most of our customers on one hand. One hand so yeah. they were, and they consume most of us. Now we're getting out there. We've developed the capacity. You know, we've been selected as a authorized fabricator for the second largest material supplier and largest U.S.-based material supplier, Hexel, in the advanced air mobility and UAV markets. And that's generating a lot of opportunities. That's a cool space. Yeah, yeah. And I probably drifted from the original no. question. No, that a was it. Yeah. But getting diversified. I mean, in order for us to get diversified, we had to learn to be as good at operations, production, and, you know, delivering to the customer and meeting all of their needs as we were at making really cool science project R&D type products, uh -huh. you know. So uh -huh. I, we've been very good technically, but the other side of it is just a whole different ballgame and you got to have the right people to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So you've been a part of the chamber for how long? Oh, gosh. Off and on, I suppose, I, I haven't been as involved as I should because I get so busy with work and everything, but uh, certainly been involved with the community for quite a number of years. I can't say maybe 20-ish or something. Yeah, that's a long-standing. And would you say, and you know, I may be biased on this, that this Chamber podcast is like the coolest thing you've ever done? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I will say uh, there was another chamber event that I participated in, which was a small business awards a few years ago and got selected as a finalist and nice. some definitely some tough competition. But I found that was a really a growing experience for me. I mean, most things that are painful are growing experiences, yeah. but that really helped us, helped me to f actually sit down and really <clears throat> better think about and formulate what our culture was, you know, what it was, how we were really going to focus on people. So it's a good experience. Anytime you can get involved in something like that, just say, you know, how hard could it be? And put your hat in the ring. It's, yeah. uh, it'll be very rewarding.
A lot of people have said that that process really makes you think differently about your business because you're in it day to day. But then when you have to sit down and go through that process, how long, and maybe you, you may not want to share, but if you do, like how long did you sit there and look at those questions and be like, wow, okay, Darren, sit back and look at this from a different vantage point. What was that like? I had formulated over the years a lot of, had a lot of documents, I guess, in my folders about what I wanted to achieve with the culture and, and our mission and all, but really having to boil it down. And I, our team had really got them involved with it too. Mm-hmm. They have to be on board with it or it's meaningless if it's all just in my head. Right. So they were they were very instrumental in helping me to sharpen that. And I think it, there were quite a number of people that bounced that off of. I mean, you need to get advice from a lot of places is sometimes... Getting it out of your own head is, is a tough process. So, And last question that I have before I turn it over to Don is, can you share with our listeners, where do you draw your inspiration from? Well, really, just my mission is being a steward of the resources I've been given me. I mean, God is my chief inspiration, and I rely heavily. I mean, my faith is a, a huge part of, of this journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is my job, and I'm trying to do it with excellence to the best I can. So... So I do try to spend time in the morning, you know, in prayer and reading the word and as much as I can. I'm so ADD, it's really hard for me to focus. And I do listen to a lot of books and podcasts uh-huh. and things yeah. like that. So as well. Excellent. And I'm going to take time to do a, a chamber PSA here. I mean, you learned a lot from Darren about ups and downs of business. And I've always been taught, and I think most entrepreneurs have been taught, no customer should be more than 10% of your revenue. And he showed that what happens when it goes up. And I mean, so, and that's why he's trying to diversify. So listeners, take heed to that, what can happen. But he's managed to do it 32 years yeah. and figured it out. But that's when you start a business, do not have one customer be more than 10% of your revenue. PSA over now. <laughs> Let's get to uh, what's next. You've been doing this for 32 years. You've been... I think very successful. What's next on the frontier? Well, it's really expanding. I mean, I've always had a vision of us being kind of a company of companies, you know, companies developing product lines and processes and things that maybe have a greater life than just building contract parts for parts. And I say just building, that's a huge endeavor right. in and of itself. But, uh, you know, we have developed some very unique processes to build some really uh, cool parts. I think a big initiative that we're working on right now is a program called Bladeworks, a joint venture with NIAR and, and A&P Technology, as well as some others, wow. to develop uh, propeller blades and other rotating structures, but primarily for the this advanced air mobility, air taxi market. You, know, you consider you got maybe 40 blades on an aircraft and they want to build thousands of these mm. per year. That's hundreds of thousands of blades. So so developing those processes wow. to achieve what we were doing back in the bicycle part today, you know, those high volume type processes, but with aerospace quality standards, which is a huge, huge slowdown. I mean, that's, that's the brakes and the other's acceleration. So, wow. and, and I know that the industry is really struggling with that, you know, how do you achieve the rates that you need to and all, and how do you implement automation? And I think automation improves the quality of the work as well. So that, that's kind of the journey we're on now is the automation and then commercializing some of our products that we use and processes we use for manufacturing as well. So 
Awesome. Well, like I said, you're very, you're a successful entrepreneur and we just appreciate you being on the show. You got anything else, I don't. I think it's time. It's time. Oh, You've dealt with Ebony long enough. You get to be rewarded. <laughs> We're going to do the word association. Uh, I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> That's all we ask. Leader. Leader. Leader's just doing what you're really called to do. I think being good at whatever it is you're doing. Okay. Success. Stewardship. There you go. College. WSU. Failure. Challenge. Entrepreneur. Challenge. <laughs> I, I concur with that. Yep. <laughs> Wichita. Amazing. Vacation. Relax. Hero. Just say Jesus. Chamber. Lots of good words pop up for sure, but uh, I'll just stick with supportive. Family. Very important. Fun. I say challenging again. Challenge. <laughs> I hear you. And last but not least, and you got to tell the truth about this one, beverage. Ooh, just plain old unsweet tea for me. Okay, unsweet there you tea. go. Excellent, Darren, man. We truly appreciate you being on, sharing your successful entrepreneur story. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful treat, Darren. Much success to you in the coming days and coming years. Friends, if you would, please make certain that you like this and share it with all of your friends and your circle of influence and let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.